Welcome to Canada's most irreverent talk show. This is the Andrew Lawton Show, brought to you by True North. Coming up, vaccine passports, parallel societies, and the people who don't want the lockdown to end. The Andrew Lawton Show starts right now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Canada's Most Irreverent Talk Show. This is The Andrew Lawton Show here on True North, Monday, July 19th, 2021. I know it has been a couple of weeks since we've done a regular bona fide edition of the show. You may have seen we've been focusing our attention on the production and release of Assaulted, Justin Trudeau's War on Gun Owners. If you do get a chance to check that out, the first two episodes are already out. The next one's coming out soon, and so will the final part of the series. It's been a really fun project. We've had great feedback. It's been a lot of work, so that's why I have been negligent in my full-fledged Andrew Lawton show hosting duties. But again, popping back in because there is a lot happening in the world. Unfortunately, most of it not particularly good. All of the politicians are thumping their chests saying we are in the midst of the great reopening, but it isn't really looking that way because what the politicians are doing is reopening society just enough to say they are, but not really all that much. We have in Ontario, for example, the reopening plan that doesn't actually have a final step that is reopen. And even though you have little glimmers of hope in Canada, like Alberta, which is pretty much restriction-free, politicians and some activists in society are moving us closer and closer to this parallel society model in which there are two Canadas. The Canada that's open to the vaccinated and the Canada that is closed off to the unvaccinated. This is increasingly what a lot of people are trying to push for. The vaccine passport is the discussion that really underscores all of this. And I want to talk about this because there are a lot of misconceptions and, frankly, a few myths circulating about what a vaccine passport is and about, from a policy perspective, what its implications are. We know that in Canada, there is no nationally mandated vaccine passport that you need to go from one province to another. Justin Trudeau, for his part, came out and said, this is a provincial responsibility, which means he's in election mode and he doesn't want to have to deal with the bad PR that comes along with forcing Canadians to show their papers if they want to cross the Ottawa River or something like that. So by making it a provincial responsibility, you have a range. You have Manitoba, which has never found a lockdown measure it didn't like, which has implemented a provincial vaccine passport. You've got Atlantic provinces that are demanding proof of vaccination to enter, even though free movement within Canada is supposed to be a given. You've got Quebec, which is mulling it in the fall. And then you've got on the Alberta side, and I should say Ontario as well. I, I've not been happy with the Ontario pandemic response, but Doug Ford was very clear saying no to a vaccine passport. Well, I, I've never believed in, in proof. Everyone gets their, their proof when they get the vaccination. You're right. Anything can be fraudulent, right down from money to uh, certifications. I, I just, no, we aren't doing it. Sim simple as that. Uh, and uh, we're, we're just going to move forward. Now, if it's federal, uh, getting across the border. That's up to the federal government. Um, we'll, we'll see what they decide to do. I'll be talking to the Prime Minister tonight, but uh, the answer is no. We aren't going to do it. We aren't 
And similarly, I'd say actually more robustly, Jason Kenney has said no, because he went further. He said not only will Alberta have no vaccine passport, it will not recognize any other attempts federally or from other provinces to impose one. Alberta is going to be completely free of vaccine passports. The refusal by a government to issue an official certificate that says, I have been vaccinated, does not take away from the potential for people to demand proof of vaccination, which anyone who's gotten a COVID-19 vaccination have, whether it's a little CDC certificate, a printout from your provincial health agency or whatever. So the absence of a certificate that you call a passport does not mean the absence of the requirement to show proof if you want to access certain aspects of society. And this is the problem that's happening now as provinces say, for the most part, we don't want vaccine passports. Individual businesses and individual people are saying, well, we do want proof of vaccination. And I asked Jason Kenney about this idea at a press conference last week. I said, listen, you as a province don't want to do this. Fine. What do you think about individual businesses? who want to start putting in these restrictions saying only the vaccinated can get a seat at my restaurant, can work out at my gym, and, and so on. And this is what he said. I wanted to ask about uh, the local business level. If an individual business in Alberta were to uh, require proof of vaccination for its clientele or its staff, uh, where would that fit into your vision, either you know legally or morally? Well, as I've said, we're concerned about privacy rights and... Um, we will not facilitate uh, vaccine passports in this province. We believe that um, uh, certainly for receiving government services, for example, it would be uh, inappropriate to require people to disclose uh, their personal health status. Uh, requiring that people disclose their personal health status can only be done under, under Alberta law for very narrow uh, purposes like, for example, applying for life insurance, things that have a very uh, legitimate and narrow purpose. Um, so a broad uh, requirement that people in the population disclose their personal health information uh, would, in our view, be a violation of uh, the spirit, if not the letter, of the Health Information Act and the principle of uh, protecting people's privacy. Um, so uh, I would discourage businesses from going down that route. Um, on the other hand, if individuals choose voluntarily to share with a business um, evidence about their having been vaccinated, I guess that's their choice, but we aren't going to take any steps to facilitate that uh, in a formal way. Um, and we did consider, you know, potentially bringing forward legislation, but, uh, uh, but we, again, our view was that privacy is already protected under the Privacy Act and the, um, excuse me, it's actually called the Freedom of Information and Protection of Privacy Act in Alberta and the uh, Health Information Act. And uh, we would just uh, suggest that employers look very closely uh, at, at those privacy rights before they um, uh, potentially infringe on people's privacy rights. Now, there is a, a bit of uncertainty there you may have heard. He, he's convinced, and I, I think there's good merit to this, that it would be illegal for businesses to force disclosure of medical information. For starters, it may be illegal to say people who aren't vaccinated can't come, but even if you do have that policy, demanding people provide proof of vaccination, which is, again, medical documentation, medical records, would violate Alberta's privacy and freedom of information laws. So here's where it's very challenging for me as a libertarian, because I generally believe 
that businesses should be able to do absolutely whatever they want as far as serving customers they want and not serving customers they don't want. And I believe that when we're talking about all of these cases that have come up about, oh, the transgender woman that wants to be uh, waxed at the salon or the gay baker that uh, wants to, no, it's the Christian baker that doesn't want to bake the gay wedding cake, all of these things. I believe that as individuals, we have choice businesses should not have to surrender their individual choice just because they hang up a shingle and go into business. Now, my position is not consistent with the law in Canada. Sadly, but it's not. Because in Canada, we force business owners to identify as public services and, and go through all of these different uh, guidelines and regulations under human rights law so that they don't actually have much in the way of choice about who they serve as business owners if it falls under one of these protected grounds of human rights law. But here's the thing. If I'm talking about an ideal society, businesses would have the right to say, you know what, I don't want to serve people who aren't vaccinated. People who are pro-vaccine choice or pro-civil liberties would have the right to say, well, you know what, I don't want to go to that business. I don't want my friends to go there. And this is choice at work, the choice of the business owner and the choice of the individual. Now, what I think should be legally permitted is different than what I think is morally right. And I believe it is not at all morally right for businesses to start stratifying society or for governments for that matter, certainly not governments, but for anyone to be stratifying society and having the in crowd and the out crowd saying, well, yes, you're only allowed to enjoy all of the fruits of Canada if you are vaccinated and if not, you can't. Because that defeats the purpose of what has been the prevailing narrative for the last 16 months, which is, quote unquote, we are all in this together, sorry, sure, hashtag, we are all in this together, copyright, trademark, registered, whatever. The line that we have uh, been sickened by hearing ad nauseum, we are all in this together. And when, interestingly enough, people were getting vaccinated in April, May, before the Canadian population at large, for the most part, was, we were not saying, you've been vaccinated, you're now exempt from mask mandates. You're now exempt from lockdowns. You're now exempt from quarantine. This did not happen while people were getting vaccinated. So if there was no benefit to people getting vaccinated, why is it fair to start taking away the benefits, if we can call living in a free society a benefit, as though government grants it, why are we taking away the benefits from people who are not vaccinated? And as I've said, so many of these lockdown restrictions have not been about public health. They've not been about science. They have been about complete abject control. And Good Life Fitness, you may remember, a big gym headquartered in my hometown, actually, London, Ontario, came out and very innocuously said, we don't have a policy requiring vaccinations. That position is consistent with pretty much 99% of Canadian businesses and most gyms. They weren't making a political statement. They were just saying, listen, we encourage people to follow public health guidelines. We're following the rules. We don't require vaccination. And Good Life got absolutely dragged on Twitter. People were threatening to cancel members. People were accusing them of being anti-vax when all they were saying is, well, like everyone else, we are not requiring people to provide medical documentation if they want to work out in our facilities. And the incident with Good Life triggered a website of sorts in Toronto called Safe To Do or Safe To Do which was created by a Toronto lawyer. It is a self-selecting database. You can opt in of businesses that have various degrees of vaccination policies for staff 
and or customers. And if you scroll through, it's not a huge list at this point, but you've got restaurants saying that all staff are vaccinated. Now, this may or may not be a requirement. It may just be that their staff happen to be vaccinated and they want to get credit for it from safety conscious uh, customers. But there are a couple of places like Chanticleer, which is a restaurant in Toronto that is requiring proof of vaccination if you want to sit indoors. So if you want to go to this restaurant, you need to provide proof of vaccination. And if you're not, you can sit on the patio. So that's them trying to get around a human rights complaint because they're saying, well, no, we're providing an accommodation for people that don't want to provide proof. Whether it holds up in a human rights tribunal, I have no idea. I don't particularly care. To go back to what I said earlier, I believe the restaurant should have the right to decide. People like me should have the right to say, I'm going to go somewhere else. But here's what I find so concerning, because the owner of Chanticleer was quoted in a CBC story about this website, and he said something that actually made me quite upset. And I, generally speaking, don't get phased by things I see in news coverage. I, I mean, I read a CBC article. That might have been a, itself a bit triggering. But I want to read what Jacob Wharton Shuckster said about this policy. So the lead-in from CBC's article, he said it's the responsibility of the Ontario government to provide public health guidance to businesses about whether or not they should require staff and customers to provide proof of vaccination. And then he says this, the government's inaction has caused us to have to enact policy ourselves. They have passed the political football on from government with whom the responsibility should lie to the individual and to the business owners, which is incredibly unfair. He's saying that he would rather have decisions made by the government than by him as an individual or his business as a private entity. And I want you to just take a moment and let that sink in. The government's inaction has caused us to have to enact policy ourselves. The great thing about choice which, by the way, it's felt like we've been generally pretty absent in the last 60 months. The great thing about choice is that you can choose to do what you want. You can choose to do what you wish the government would regulate you into doing. And people that don't want to do this don't have to. But this guy is upset that the government is not forcing him to enact mandatory vaccinations for customers of his restaurant because he doesn't want to bear the bad PR that comes from making that decision. Choices have consequences. He wants the government to shoulder the burden because he doesn't want to have to. But the great thing about being an autonomous citizen is that he can decide, customers at his restaurant can, to de can decide, everyone wins. But the reason I, I showcase this quote, which, like I said, since I read the article, has actually stuck with me and not in a good way, is because there are all too many people right now that are completely willing in fact, eager to abdicate their individual autonomy, their individual choice to the government. They want government to make the tough calls for them. And a society that tends to desire automatism, which basically just turns you into a robot where you have no autonomy, this automatism that society seems to be seeking, is actually the death knell of a free society. How does a society achieve anything? How do individuals achieve anything if we want government to make all the tough calls or government to make all the calls whatsoever? Because this quote is revealing of a bigger problem right now, especially in Canada, which is the death of the individual. We're all in this together sounds nice, but underlying that premise is that we do not get to make individual choices for ourselves. 
And vaccines are not mandatory. You can choose as an individual whether you want to get a COVID vaccine or whether you don't. But when you start doing things that erode that choice, which is what the vaccine passport does, because a government-sanctioned vaccine passport is actually telling businesses, we want you. We want you to start stratifying society. We're giving you the documentation you can demand. We want you to start closing off your business, closing off your venue, whatever the case may be to people. But as we can see, not having that doesn't stop that. The question is whether our objection to individual businesses making these decisions like Chanticleer is should be a legal objection or a moral objection. I argue it's a moral objection. I argue we should move more towards a completely free society where people have the choice to associate or not associate. But this means committing to that not the picking and choosing of liberty that we're having from public officials in the last year and a half, which says when some people are vaccinated, they're still locked down. And then when the lockdown ends or comes close to ending, we are all of a sudden going to close off the unvaccinated from being able to enjoy the free society that was taken away from them for the last year and a half. Because we're already seeing by the way, a two-tier society. And it's not just about vaccine passports. Just as an aside, now I actually don't care about sports, so some of you may have strong opinions that are in favor of this, but Marco Mendicino, the immigration minister, gave a national interest exemption so the Toronto Blue Jays could go to Toronto and play home games at the Rogers Centre. The border's still closed. If you've got a family member, a friend, a business colleague in another country, they may not be allowed to enter Canada, but the government says it's in the national interest for the Toronto Blue Jays to be here. Now, this is proof to me that we could just open the border. That's something that we could do very easily. It would be safe to do it. On one hand, the government is saying that vaccines are the way forward. On the other hand, they're not accepting the benefit of a society in which most people are vaccinated and people continue to be vaccinated, which makes you wonder what it is that their end game truly is. And I go back to the line I gave a few moments ago. It's not about science. It is about control. The government wants to be the giver of freedom without having to own any of the bad press for all the things they're doing to take away freedom, take away autonomy, take away choice. They're saying that, yes, it's scientific. We need to keep the border closed, but ah, the Blue Jays, yeah, come on in. Anyone that fits the liberals narrative gets to come into the country. They get to say, oh yeah, we're pro sports. We're supporting reopening, but all these people that don't have a lobby do not get to come in. And there are, by the way, particularly insidious examples of this mentality at work, just France. And this is insane. So Emmanuel Macron has actually, I thought he would be terrible when he was first elected. And he hasn't been a complete disappointment on free speech. He's been very solid on a secular society. He's been very solid. But every now and then I'm reminded of what I was worried about when he first came to power in France. And there is a draft law in France a draft law that would put a vaccine passport forward. So that's a given. It's going to happen. You need to have a health pass proving that you're vaccinated, have tested negative, or are otherwise immune. So you've had COVID and you've recovered. And what's interesting here is that if you are unable to present a valid health pass, when you're trying to do all of these things that would require it, like going to a movie, going to a concert, going to a sports venue, something like that, you could face six months in jail if you try to go to a sporting event without your health pass, your vaccine passport, basically. And you could be fined 10,000 euros. This is a draft law. 
it hasn't been enacted yet, but I want you to see what's coming and, and what they're trying to advance here. Moreover, if you are a business who does not inspect for people's vaccine passports, you could go to jail for a year and be hit with a 45,000 euro fine. So the onus is on the individual to present your papers when you want to enjoy the hallmarks of a free society, and the onus is on business to demand it. And if either one in that transaction doesn't uphold their end of the bargain, if you will, not, not a great bargain nonetheless, but a bargain, if either end of that transaction doesn't do it, then there could be literal jail time because you don't want to disclose your vaccine status or you, for whatever reason, didn't want to get vaccinated. Now, I should say, interestingly, the Ontario Human Rights Commission or the Ontario Human Rights Code protects creed. And generally speaking, this refers to deeply held religious convictions. I don't know if someone could claim in a human rights tribunal that their creed is, well, I don't like vaccinations. I, I don't anticipate they would do well, but it's one to try if you end up getting charged on this or if you want to say that you're being discriminated against by a business. But like I said earlier, we need to be moving towards a society that is prepared to own individual choice and not the complete and utter abdication of responsibility and autonomy to the state, which we've seen for the last year and a half will not end well. What you have to understand here is that there are people who genuinely do not want the pandemic to end. There are people for whatever reason, either they are complete true believers in fear or they get off on the control. Whatever the case is, there are people that do not want it to end. I, I've started this series. I, I didn't think it would be a series. I didn't want it to be a series. But every time I see stories that are kind of anti-reopening, I, I post them on Twitter and I point out how it's the latest in Stockholm Syndrome because that's precisely what's happening here. And there was one that I saw just the other day where the Toronto Star was saying, oh, ooh, is it? are we sure we can reopen? How do we avoid the pitfalls? And it's basically to slow things down. People that want the reopenings slowed down. And then I looked at the stampede last week. Thousands of people in Calgary. I wish I went out. I didn't have the time, but it would have been great. Thousands of people at concerts going to have a good time, seeing friends unmasked. And Brett Kissel, who's a great country singer, I've actually met him. I, I was trying to dig a picture out and I couldn't find it. I have a picture with him somewhere. Great guy, great singer, performed. And he got absolutely crapped on by a lot of people on Twitter. I don't even think they're fans. I, I think these are just trolls that love lockdown. They were mad that he ended up performing because they thought that he was irresponsible. And he doubled down, and I'm so glad he did because we don't see a lot of this from people who have a level of celebrity. He said it was the best show of his career to date. He said for the last year and a half, he's tried his best to be civil, to be understanding, to be empathetic. But the reality is, here's the line. If you want to stay home, wear two masks and build your bunker, I accept your choice. I respect your choice. If you want to come out, party your face off, make up for lost time and get this world spinning again. Here's my open invitation for you to enjoy one of my concerts. And he says he'll work his ass off to make sure you have the time of your life. And he's applauding Alberta for uh, having the stampede, for reopening for good. And he said his boundary is that he's going to do what he wants. You can do what you want. And if you don't like what he does, you can go pound salt. I'm paraphrasing. Those are my words. He would be more diplomatic than I. But good on him. Good on him because he's telling people, listen, I like it. Wear the two masks if you want. Go to the bunker if you want. But don't get mad at the rest of us that want to live our lives because you are too afraid to or do not want to. 
And it has never been more important to call out the people who don't want the pandemic to end and say, this is where it's important to assert the power of the individual. No one is forcing you to do anything you don't want to, but you are trying to force other people to refrain from doing things they want to. That is tyrannical. It's not rooted in science, and it will only lead to the perpetration of the permanent lockdown, which, frankly, I have had enough with. We've got to end things here. My thanks to you all for tuning in to this unlocked down edition of The Andrew Lawton Show. Well, I mean, I'm still in Ontario, so it's locked down, but I'm getting all fired up now. The Libertarian is coming out of me. We'll be back soon, and do check out Assaulted.ca for the latest episodes of Assaulted Justin Trudeau's War on Gun Owners. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, God bless, and good day to you all. Thanks for listening to The Andrew Lawton Show. Support the program by donating to True North at www.tnc.news.